Camden said, I only have 30 minutes tonight. All I've got to say for that is it's been it's been almost a whole entire month since I've I've done a Bible study uh, on a Wednesday night, and so who knows how long it might take. Amen. And and uh, so t- he's going to have a timer for me, and he's going to say right now you've got to stop. No, he won't do that. But uh, I do want to be mindful of the time, but I also want to uh, I want to get through what what I feel like is on my heart tonight. Um, I, I know that most of what you're going to hear tonight, you heard the last time that I taught from this passage of Scripture. Amen. But because I didn't write down where I stopped, and I didn't, uh, all of the recordings, and it seems like we didn't live stream that night either, that uh, I don't know what I talked about that night. I know I got stuck in some areas, and uh, it's because I know that's what happens when I start teaching. So, um <clears throat> You know, one thing One thing that uh, I came across the other day, we're going to get to the Word of God, uh, is, you know, I, I, want, I want to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost when I'm teaching and preaching, but I don't want to follow my own thoughts and my own ideas, and I, I, I want to consistently make sure that I'm following the leading of the Holy Ghost, um, and you know, I, I I want to make sure that the Holy Ghost have its way has its way in each and every service, and uh, I want that to happen tonight as well. Maybe tonight won't be as as pumping and, and as as going as as we've been having on a Wednesday night, but um, I I want to delve into the Word of God because I think there's some things that God wants to show us here in these passages of Scripture tonight. <clears throat> Amen. So Acts chapter two, we're going to read the first four, four verses. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk, continue in this study of the book of Acts. Amen. This is lesson five of the book of Acts that we've been teaching. And uh, we're going to pick up where we left off the last time. I want us to ask the Lord to speak to our hearts and open our minds to be receptive to His Word. Can we do that right now? Lord, we love you. My God, I thank you for your grace and mercy. God, I'm asking that you would help us tonight to walk humbly with you, Lord. God, let your spirit move in this house. God, anoint these lips of clay. Anoint my mind, God, that it would be quickened to the things that you want to be said tonight. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to be receptive to your word. God, I pray, Lord, let us be changed and challenged by the Holy Ghost tonight. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Last time, I do remember talking about the different dispensations. But just in case you don't remember, I'm just going to hit them very quickly. I know I got tied up in these uh, the last time around. And so uh, what we have now... In this, in, this, in this passage of Scripture in, in Acts chapter number 2 
is a, uh, it is a historical thing that is transpiring in our, in, in our uh, Bible here in Acts chapter number 2. We have what is known as a new dispensation, or can I say it this way, a new era of time. Um, in this passage of Scripture, a new dispensation or era of time is being introduced to us today. And I will say this, as I said before, we are still living in this era today. Amen. This, this time that was exposed to us, made, made, un, made uh, known to us in the Scripture, uh, we are still living in that dispensation. Now, there are seven dispensations of time that we learn about in the Bible and I know that I talked about these at length the last time around, so I'm just going to go through them very rapidly today. Um, but several of them actually transpired in the book of Genesis. Uh, Genesis actually uh, covers quite a, a massive amount of time. Um, and so I don't want to get so bogged down into the different dispensations tonight, but I want to hit them very quickly. The first dispensation that we find in our Bible discussed an era of time um, is the dispensation of innocence. This is the time of Adam in the Garden of Eden. And then the next dispensation that we find in the Bible is the dispensation of conscience. And this is the dispensation where we find Noah building an ark and, and God using him to save animals and save the, the human race on the earth, amen, because he was willing to listen to the voice of God. Dispensation number three is the dispensation of the human government. Um, you find the human government depicted uh, after Noah has gone off the scene. When, Noah, when the flood finished, uh, you know that uh, God told Noah, he said, go out and replenish the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. God told that to Adam and Eve, and he told it to Noah and his wife. Amen. He said, and, and to his sons that day, he said, I want you to go into the world, and, and I want you to populate the world. Amen. But what we find here is the dispensation of human government where mankind decided that they were going to build their own little world and they were going to stay together in one place, but that wasn't the will of God. God wanted them to go out and disperse throughout the earth. Amen. Dispensation of promise is the next dispensation, dispensation number four. Amen. This is the time where uh, we read about Abraham. And then we come to the dispensation of the law, which is the, the fifth era of time that we read about in the Scripture. And that covers the rest of the Old Testament into the New Testament, into the Gospels. And uh, then we get to Acts chapter number 2, where we are introduced to the dispensation of grace. Everybody say grace. Grace is the dispensation in which we find ourselves. Amen. Today we live in a dispensation or a time 
of grace. God has extended grace unto men, amen, that we could have the power to overcome sin, amen. Did God give us grace to abide in sin? And the apostle Paul said, God forbid, amen. But he said, look, he gave us grace in order to get us out of sin, to bring us out of the clutches of sin, amen. I I dare to submit to you tonight that Grace is not what the church world uh, depicts it as today. Grace is not something that is simply uh, unmerited favor or undeserved favor, but it is simply the power of God, amen, to give you the ability to stand on your own two feet and look at sin in the face and say, hey, you don't belong here anymore. Amen. That grace is the power of God that rises up on the inside of you. Amen. Grace is uh, uh, grace is what Noah found in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. He found grace in the eyes of God. Amen. And that grace gave him the power, amen, and the ability to build an ark. Amen. That ark took him somewhere around a hundred years, if I'm not mistaken, and and uh, Noah was there, and he 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 did what God asked him to do. Amen. But it was by the grace of God, Amen, that he was able to complete that that uh, that massive undertaking, Amen, that nobody had ever done before. And here we are today in the age of grace, Amen. I'm thankful for grace today. If it wasn't for the grace of the Lord. I wouldn't be standing before you today if it wasn't for the grace of God. Let me tell you something. Some of you have experienced the grace of God before you ever got the Holy Ghost. Amen. God keeping you and God working in your life so that he can get you to an altar of repentance at at one point or, or another in your lifetime. And for some of us, I'm talking about us, myself included, some of us need to get to that altar more often than not. Amen. Praise God. I've been learning that I need to be in that altar of repentance uh, every single day. If I'm not in it every day, then I end up slipping up. I end up having bad attitudes. I end up having uh, bad relationship problems. Uh, Amen. Let me tell you something. Without the grace of God, I can't be a good man. I can't. Now, his mercy is what saved me. That's what put him on the cross. But his grace is what keeps me saved. He gives me his power. He gives me his strength on a regular basis. Amen. And then the seventh dispensation is one that we are looking for with great expectation. I hope you are looking for it with great expectation. But that is the dispensation of the kingdom. Amen. The second coming of the Lord. Amen. The apostle Paul told the church in Thessalonica, uh, I think it was 1 Thessalonians, he said, hey, the Lord's coming and he's going to be here like a thief in the night. And he said there's going to be a day when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then those of us that are alive and remain are going to meet up together in the air with them. Amen. And what a glorious, glorious day that's going to be. Amen. I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. I'm looking forward to that day. And the Apostle Paul said this. He said, I want you to understand something. 
This ought not be something that uh, uh, you 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 dread. It's not something that you you worry about. It's not something that you you look at in fear. But you look at this uh, and you go to everybody and you walk down there and you say, "Hey, I want you to know something, Sister Reagan. Guess what?" Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Jesus come. We're going home, my brother. Amen. I can't wait to go see Jesus one day. He said, you're going to encourage one another with these words. Praise God. Amen. I just want to make sure everybody was awake this evening. Amen. I'm ready to go home. Amen. Praise God. We're going to have to pull out some of the older songs. That's right. I'm just passing through. Amen. We're going to, like I said, we're going to pull out some of them older songs that we used to sing all the time. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. What's that? They're new to Brother Tuffy. Let me tell you something. I do love these new worship songs. Don't get me wrong. I do love some of these new worship songs. But you can't get around the message of them old songs. You know that first song we sang tonight? There's a massive story around that song. Did you know that? I see a crimson stream of blood. You know where that came from? Well, I'm glad you don't know where that came from. I get to tell you where that came from. That came from a, a preacher of the gospel where a man came into his church, and he came to him, and he said, Pastor, I've been struggling. I got the Holy Ghost, but I did some wrong things. And this man was actually alive when, when the Chicago fire happened. And uh, that man, after the Chicago fire happened, he went in and he looted all those businesses in there. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Man, can you believe God will fill a thief with the Holy Ghost? Can you believe that? <laughs> I know you can. But you, this man, when he got the Holy Ghost, Brother Donnie, he, he was so torn up about what he had done to those businessmen. And he had found only maybe two or three of the businessmen that were in that row of buildings that were, were destroyed or not so destroyed because he found some good things in there, that he, he was able to say, I'm sorry, and make restitution. You guys understand what restitution is? You pay him back. Some of them actually said, don't worry about it, man. You're forgiven we don't want the money back. It was a complete loss anyways. But let me tell you something. He couldn't find several of the other ones. Couldn't find them. And he went to his pastor. He said, Pastor, I, I feel so strong that I've got to go find these guys. And, I've, and he's, he's, the story says he, he was weeping and crying. You guys ever heard of G.T. Haywood? No? He pastored a church. He... Uh, he was one of the converts out of the Azusa Street Revival, and uh, he got a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. He, he began to teach, amen, that you got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and uh, he, he built a church in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, it was a thriving church, and, and God did some great things, but it was in the church in Indiana where this man came to him and said, Pastor, I, I, I need help. I need guidance. And so, you know, his, and Brother, Brother Haywood said, well, I don't have an answer, sir. He said, but let me go talk to God about it, and I'll get you an answer. And the story goes that he went into his office in that church there in Indiana. He had 
off the back side of the platform was his office. So he would come walking out of his office right onto the platform. And it was down. He had to walk down some stairs. <clears throat> I've seen pictures of the platform and all that. You know, that's why. But as he went there, I think they said it was, it was, it was a weekend. I don't know how long he spent in his office, but I do know this. He said, I, the story goes, he spent time in his office on his face, praying and searching the scriptures for an answer for this man. Nobody talked to him from the time the man talked to him and Sunday morning service. And that's when he walked out of his office. He walked to the pulpit. And I don't know how much of this part is true. They said that the man that was asking for direction was sitting on the front pew that night, that morning. And that Brother Haywood got up and he began to sing. When gloom and sadness whisper, I know that's the third or fourth verse, you've sinned, there's no use to pray. That's when I look away to Jesus and he tells me to say, I see a crimson stream of blood. Somebody got an answer that day. Let me tell you something. God still works that way. Amen. That's where these types of songs were birthed that I'm talking about. Amen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying Waymaker. I'm not downplaying any of these other songs that, that, that we, we worship to on a regular basis. But let me tell you something. These songs were prayed over. These songs were God-inspired, most of them. Amen. And I, I thank God for people who would seek after God. Not just, not just, not just to... Uh, to to align themselves with God, but they were they were good enough to us. They put these words down, and we are able to sing them today. Amen. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. There's power in the blood. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, enough of me being sidetracked today. I'm looking forward to going home. Won't we have a time? When we get over yonder, won't we have a time? Amen. I'm excited to go home. We don't have much time left. and we, we need to get on home. Amen. Praise God. But we're living in the dispensation of grace. Amen. Grace is the time where the church was born. In Acts chapter number 2, we find that the church was born not somewhere off in a corner, somewhere, but we find that the church was born in the very heart of Jerusalem. Amen. In fact, some have would would dare say that even that this uh that this uh upper room was very near if not above the tomb of David. I always thought if this is the truth, then think about this with me. Do you rem- I don't Man, it's in my notes later, but I'm going to say it right now. Think about this. Peter's preaching on the day of Pentecost. He's out in the streets, and there's baptismals everywhere. All right, you with me this morning? And he's standing up there, and he's preaching with everything he's got. 
And the other 11 apostles are standing there with him saying, Amen, preach it, Peter. That's right. That's what Jesus taught us. Amen, preach it, Peter. Amen. And all of a sudden, he gets down and he said, And we have David's tomb sepulcher with us to this day. And, and many of the scholars and those that are archaeologists feel like that Peter that day was not just saying words, but he was saying, he was trying to bring their attention to the tomb of David that was right there, and they knew where it was. And he was saying, hey, David didn't go to the grave, amen, just, just, just because, amen, but he had, a, he had one that was coming after him that was going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords, amen. God hadn't forgotten about David's lineage, amen. God said, hey, your lineage will never cease to be upon the throne in Israel, amen, and guess what? His lineage is on the eternal throne of Israel. Amen. Praise God. Think about all of these things. Amen. There's no accident of what's going on in the Word of God here in the book of Acts chapter number 2. Amen. The church is being birthed in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. Amen. It started on the feast day of Pentecost. Amen. That's why we call ourselves Pentecostals. Because we adhere to the new birth as they did on the day of Pentecost. That's why we, we also call ourselves apostolic. Because we, we pride ourselves on ensuring that we are teaching only the doctrine that the apostles taught. Amen. That's why you hear us say we're apostolic Pentecostals. Amen. We're apostolic in doctrine or in teaching and we are Pentecostal in experience. Amen. I, I want to always make sure that I'm aligned. I'm not here to preach any other doctrine. In fact, the Bible tells us, in, 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 I believe it was the Apostle Paul said, Amen. If any man or an angel from heaven preach any other thing than what we me or any of the other apostles have taught, uh, let him be what? Cursed. So it's imperative that we make sure that we are following the teachings of the apostles. You say, what about the teachings of Jesus? Well, my Bible tells me that Jesus opened their understanding of the scriptures. That's what my Bible tells me in Luke chapter number 24. Amen. I don't have time tonight to get into that, but if you go into Luke chapter 24 and you begin to read through there, and the Bible says, Then opened he their understanding. And who was they? It was the 12 disciples that had been walking with him, or the 11 at that moment, that had been walking with him on a day-to-day -day basis. Amen. God opened their understanding that they may understand the Scriptures. And then he said... And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in my name beginning at Jerusalem. And so we find the Apostle Peter preaching where? In Jerusalem. And what's he preaching? Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, he said, what's the first word he said? He said, repent. Now what did Jesus tell them? According to the scripture, they must preach. First off, they got to preach repentance. What's the first thing Peter preached on the day of Pentecost? Repent. And then Jesus said, 
and that remission of sins should be preached in my name. And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For what? The remission of sins. So far, Peter's two for two. He meant Jesus said, Preach repentance. Peter said, repent. Jesus said, preach remission of sins in my name. And Peter preached and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Uh, amen. Amen. He said, in my name. And he got that right too. He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus. And he didn't say some of you do it. He said, everybody's got to do it. And the last bit, he shall receive. Peter said, you gotta, you, you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall, means it's imperative. It's going to happen. No question. It's going to happen. And Jesus said, go to Jerusalem and tarry for what? The promise of the Father. So we get to verse number 24. And what do we? What, what does he continue on with? He said, you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We get to verse 39, and it says, for the promise is to you. What's he talking about? He's talking about the promise Jesus talked about in Luke 24, of the promise of the Father. He's talking about the promise of the Father Jesus talked about in Acts chapter number 1. Amen. Let me tell you something. The, the disciples, the, the apostles as we know them today, they didn't miss it, my friend. So it's important that we listen to what the, the apostles had to teach. You know, before I get too, too much further down this, but I, I, want, I want to say something very quickly. <clears throat> yes, we're studying the book of Acts because I want to make sure that we're a book of Acts church. I want to make sure that we are living like the church was, was founded. And hopefully we begin to see greater things happen than they ever saw, Sister Rini. You know why? Because I don't believe that God ever intended for the church to become a weaker vessel than what it was when it began. Because when God builds things, it's very good when he's done with it. Can I get an amen? Think about creation. On the seventh day, God looked upon all the things that he had done. And behold, it was very good. It was good. It was good. The church is going to be the same way. The church has to be the same way. And I want to be a part of the church that is that way. Praise God. There's a lot of churches out there with a lot of things going. Amen. They got, they got uh, activity after activity. Let me tell you something. I want to have activities around here. I really do. And we're starting to see us do more things. And I'm excited about it. Thanks, thanks to everyone that's been involved in those things. But I want you to understand, activities aren't going to save anybody. Preaching is what saves people. Well, can I get an amen? Preaching is what saves people. Because God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them which believe. Amen. I, I'm, I'm not here to harp on all that, but I just want you to understand, it wasn't a big activity that they had in Acts chapter number 2 that saved 3,000 souls. No, it, it was a preacher who got up in the midst of those 3,000 that were making fun, and he began to preach the gospel of Christ. And they said, men and brethren, what, what, what must we do? And the next thing he said was, you got to repent, be baptized. And then he said, save yourself. 
from this untoward generation. You've got to save yourself. Amen. Praise God. I'll, I'll get on to that in the weeks to come even, even more. But, but the birth of the church wasn't done in a corner somewhere, but it was done in the very heart of, the, of Jerusalem, which was the chief city, was the capital city of Israel. Amen. It started on the feast day of Pentecost, which was exactly 50 days from the day of Passover. Amen. With many visitors in the city for the feast. you got to understand, this was a festival that happened. Amen. Many festivals happened during this time that people would come together at Passover and they would celebrate from Passover until uh, for 50 days until the day of Pentecost, amen, and, 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 and I want you to understand Pentecost was not an accident that God chose that day to pour his spirit out, not for an instant. I don't have time to really get down into the nitty-gritty tonight, but this was God's timetable for the spirit to come and start the church. God had ordained that time. If you'll let me say it this way, I believe from my studies, again, I don't have time to get into all of them. If you want to talk about it more, we can talk about it on the side. Amen. But I want you to understand, I believe that God set up these festivals, amen, because he knew what he was going to do at Calvary. And he knew how he was going to birth the church. Amen. And he set up these festivals on the uh, way back in the law, amen, so that when it came time, amen, he began to orchestrate things. It wasn't an accident that Jesus was crucified, amen, the night of Passover. Amen. The same day that, that the, uh, the, the high priest was about to walk into the Holy of Holies, it wasn't an accident. Accident, that it was the same day, amen, that Jesus died on the old rugged cross, amen. God said, hey, if it's going to happen, I'm going to do it the right way, amen. I'm going to abide by the law, amen. Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law. He said, but I came to fulfill the law. Think about it. Jesus was that perfect lamb. Jesus was the one who died, amen. And the Bible says, amen, that the priest, uh, as the priest went in to the Holy of Holies, before he could get to the veil, amen, and begin to walk into the Holy of Holies and do his rituals, uh, amen, the Bible says uh, that he saw the veil rent uh, from the top to the bottom, amen. That doesn't, you know, typically when we see things, they begin to rip from the bottom up, amen, because that's what we can reach. But God said, no, let me, let me, let me give you this little picture, amen. He said, I'm reaching down, and I'm taking this old veil, and I'm going to rip that thing apart, amen, because I want everybody to know, hey, you don't have to go through a single man anymore once a year to atone for your sins, amen. My, I have spilt my own blood out there on an old rugged cross, amen, so that you can have access to me directly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And 50 days later, 50 days later, <coughs> my, my, you can't tell. I like talking about this. this. This is fun stuff. Amen. When you begin to think about what God did and how he orchestrated every little bit of this, uh, amen, you begin to think about how that Jesus was walking with the disciples. Uh, amen. The Bible said he was seen uh, he, he was seen of about 500 people. Amen. And, and, and then there was about 500 there on the, on the mountain uh, when Jesus was taken up into the sky in their sight. Uh, amen. And he told them, get on to Jerusalem. Amen. And tarry until the promise of 
of the Father is there. Amen. And so, amen, the people went to Jerusalem and they, they tarried there. Amen. Until the promise of the Father came. They didn't know it was going to be on Pentecost. They didn't know it was going to transpire there. But I want you to understand something about Pentecost. Amen. Pentecost was, was a significant day. In fact, Pentecost was a day, it was a prominent feast, uh, amen, it was called the Feast of Weeks, uh, amen, and it was on the calendar of ancient Israel celebrating the giving of the law of Sinai. So this was a celebration thanking God for the law that he had provided to them. Now think about that. A celebration of thanking God for the law he had provided. And he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon them the very day that they're thanking me for the law. And he said, can you, can you humor me for a minute? Uh, amen. He's there and he's saying, hey, yeah, that's when I gave you the law. But let me tell you something. I'm going to send you something that's greater than the law. I'm going to send I'm going to send my spirit. Uh, in fact, the Bible says, uh, amen, there would be a day uh, that he would write the laws upon our hearts, uh, the fleshly tables of our hearts. Amen. And he did that through the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Not only that, but, but the day of Pentecost, the feast of the uh, uh, the, the Feast of Festivals, the Feast of Weeks, uh, amen, it is also known as the Feast of Harvest, which would be the first harvest of the year, amen. You ride with me for just a minute, and I'll, and I'll wrap this up very quickly, hopefully, amen. I, I'm, I'm hoping, amen. I, I don't want a false promise here, amen. Praise God, but it's the Feast of Harvest, and this is the time that the first ripe grain of the later wheat crop was cut and waved before God by the prophets, by the priests. And, and I want you to understand something. I believe that God was saying, hey, I appreciate what the priests have been doing all these years. But I'm about to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And they're going to be able to wave uh, this offering of thanksgiving. Amen. This offering, uh, amen, of first fruits. Uh, amen. God was saying, hey, the first fruits that I'm taking are those that I had promised. Uh, amen. That I would, I would keep a covenant with them. Uh, amen. These are David's children. Amen. This is the people that I brought out of Egypt. Amen. This is the first fruits, amen, of this new age called the church or the grace period. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, I've got to go. I can't stay here in flesh anymore. I've got to get out of here because I've got to come back to you in spirit so I can live inside of you. He said, I can't be with you anymore, but I will be in you. Amen. I'm thankful this morning, this evening, that God has promised that he would be in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the time where the first ripe grain of the, the later wheat crop was cut and weighed before God by the priest. This was also a first fruits offering, which was holy unto the Lord. And Pentecost also means 50. Amen. It took fifty took place 50 days. I've already covered that just a few moments ago after the feast of Passover. Amen. Praise God. So that day of Pentecost happened exactly 50 days after. After Passover. Amen. Praise God. It's, it's a beautiful, 
beautiful thing. By the way, if you think Jesus was crucified on Friday night and was risen on Sunday morning, you got another thing coming, honey. Friday night, Saturday, I mean, maybe a day and a half at best. Because the Bible says he didn't pass away until about 3 in the afternoon. Now, I just got to make sure this is clear, okay? Because the Catholic Church has ruined a lot of things. And this is one of those things. They've built out this tradition that Good Friday is the day that he passed away. My friend, I can tell you today that he did not pass away on Good Friday. He had already been in the tomb for at least a day and a half, if not more than that. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I'm not trying to blow th- uh, philosophy out of the water or your, or your ideas, but I want you to understand, if you can count, it wasn't three days. He rose early in the morning. On the first day of the week. How many of you know what the first day of the week is? (laughs) Sunday morning. So he had to be dead in that grave all day Saturday, all day Friday, and all day Thursday. Many feel like that Thursday, Thursday was actually and is still to this day. It is a Sabbath, by the way. For the Jews, at Passover, there wasn't just a single Sabbath in that week. There were two Sabbaths in that week. Wednesday was the day Jesus passed away. If you, if you really look at the calendar, and uh, maybe somebody is going to end up listening to this. What's that? And then Thursday was the day of Sabbath. But all you got to understand, no, I got that wrong. No, I, I got to. I'm going to have to sit down and think about that some more. But I just want you to understand, it wasn't, it wasn't Friday night. Well, praise God. You just got to do the math, my friends. The Bible doesn't make any mistakes when it says what it says. Amen. And so when Jesus died, he was in the grave for three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. So should we count it together? Because it's going to eat me alive. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. All right? Three days. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Three days, three nights. Which very well, it was well into the night when he was buried by Josephus. Not Josephus, Joseph of Arimathea. You want to know something else that's pretty cool? We talked about this. Do you guys know who else helped bury Jesus? Huh? No, not Peter. Not Judas. John chapter number 3, 
Jesus is talking to who? Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Well, the scripture clearly states that there was a Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea that buried the body of Jesus Christ. And it was at nighttime because Joseph had to go and he had to haggle with the, uh, with, with who, the authorities there. So anyhow, I still submit that it opens up a whole can of worms. Hey, this is Bible study, all right? This is Bible study. So you guys know how I am. Brother Mays told me I'm different. So I'm going to claim my fame to be different. I'm a different kind of teacher. That's okay. Amen. As long as it's right, that's what I want to make sure of. Right? And if I tell you something wrong, my friends, I want you to understand I will be man enough to come back behind this pulpit and say, hey, I, I interpreted that wrong, and I will let you know this is what this should be. Amen. I, I'm not playing games anymore. I, I've, I've told this on Sunday morning. I, I told the church. I said, look, I, I feel so strongly about this that even if I had somebody come and preach in this pulpit, and if they were to declare something that wasn't right, I wouldn't let that night go by without me standing on this behind this pulpit, even if he's still standing here on this platform and addressing whether or not that was right or wrong. Amen. Because we need to know the truth. Amen. We need, oh. Proverbs said, buy the truth and sell it not. Don't be deceived. Be not deceived. The, the spirit of Antichrist, do you know what the spirit of Antichrist is? It's false teachings in churches. That's the, that's the spirit of Antichrist. I could stand behind this desk and tell you there's a lot of false teaching going on around this world right here and right now. Amen. I am not, unless God puts it on my heart, I, 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 I'm not afraid to call names and I'm not afraid to call doctrines out that are, are, are sinful and that are out of the belly of hell. And you, you, you guys know how I feel about once saved, always saved. That's a damnable doctrine. And it's not in the scripture. That's exactly right. Just because I talked in tongues a little bit, you guys have heard me say this often in the last few weeks, just because you talk in tongues a little bit, if you ain't changing, if that, if that spirit ain't changing you, you can talk in tongues all you want to, amen, but that talking in tongues isn't going to get you into heaven. That spirit that lives inside of you is what's going to get you to heaven. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I didn't even get to start talking about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost yet. We're going to talk about it next week. My time is up. I feel like my time is up. If I, I, Let me tell you something. It's... Unless you, if, unless you ever preach, maybe you'll understand it one day. But there's, there's a moment while I'm teaching and I'm preaching where I know when God's done, I'm done. And I feel like I'm done right now. And I feel like it's time for us to respond and let the Holy Ghost begin to work in our hearts tonight. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I want the truth in my life like never before. I want it to grip a hold of me so strongly 
that nobody can persuade me. I don't care how close they have been to me in my lifetime. I don't care how much I've looked up to these people in my lifetime. Look, I have seen people that I looked up to as an elder. I've seen, I have seen in my lifetime, I'm, I'll be 37 this year. Amen. Wow, that's old. Amen. <clears throat> I'm getting old. <clears throat> I'm growing up. I'm growing out. That's what I'm doing. But let me tell you something. In, just in the last couple of years, folks, well, it's 23 now, so 2020, I saw three men step away from the truth that were being used in a mighty way throughout Pentecost in powerful churches. But something happened in 2020 in their heart and in their minds that they said, I'm not, I'm not preaching this anymore. And they sold the truth. That's sad, my friends. That's exactly right. There's going to be a great, a great falling away. And what I did, I, I've talked to my elders. I've talked to my pastor. I've said, look, listen, am I, am I feeling, are you feeling what I'm feeling? And they all looked at me and they said, yeah, yeah. Jesus is coming back soon, folks. He's coming back soon. They're falling like flies, folks. But guess what? There's still hungry people out there that want to change. There's people out there that want deliverance. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost will change you. The Holy Ghost will change you. It will change how you look at life. It will change how you react to life. It will change how you talk. It will change how you walk. It will change how you look. It will change where you go. Well, hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost is powerful. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is my salvation. It is my salvation. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet tonight? Let's lift our hands to heaven and let's begin to thank him for the truth of his word. Can we praise him tonight? God, we thank you for your grace. God, that everything that you do, God, is decent and in order. God, I'm so grateful. God, I'm so grateful. God, that you have allowed me to feel your glory one more time. God, help me, Jesus, to hold to this truth without fear or favor for any man, but God allowing your spirit to lead us and guide us in all truth. We need you, God, and we praise you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. Oh, feel souls with the Holy Ghost, Jesus. God, even though there may be some walking away, God, I know there are hungry hearts out there. Lord, we know, God, there are those that are seeking for real. God, we know that there are those that are, are so tired of the fake. God, I pray somehow lead us and guide us. Help us to find them somehow, some way. Oh, let your spirit help us. Let your spirit guide us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let's worship him. Let's worship him tonight. Oh, magnify you, God. Thank you for your grace tonight. Thank you for your grace tonight, God.
Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord most high. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, glory to your name. Hallelujah, Savior. Hallelujah, Savior. Praise God. Well, amen, I, I want to hold to his truth. I want to be sure that I'm walking in the light. Amen. I've been teaching. In fact, the first Bible study I taught Brother Tuffy was into his marvelous light, learning to walk in that light. Amen. That's what salvation does. It brings us into a marvelous light. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, amen. It's good to have each and every one of y'all here tonight. Amen. This weekend, we got a lot of fun things planned, but also I feel like we're going we're gonna to see some great things happen. Amen. And I'm asking you, don't forget, don't forget, if you haven't already, I'm asking everybody in this church to fast with me this week. Amen. I did ask originally that you fast at least one or two days this week. Amen. I'm endeavoring to fast two days of this week. Amen. And I, I want to see the glory of God on Sunday. Amen. And I want to make sure my flesh isn't in the way, amen, of that service. Can I, can I just tell you that when we have a church full of guests, it's intimidating sometimes. Can I, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's just how it is. And sometimes we don't worship like we normally would because there's people here we don't know. And the devil uses that to his advantage. But I'm asking you, somehow, can you just worship God regardless of who's here? Just begin to magnify him and just glorify him as we begin to worship him on that Sunday, and let's create an atmosphere, amen, that his word can come forth, amen. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, I got a couple of ideas about the puppet song, and maybe my wife does too, I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. I'm hoping that we can take that puppet song and begin to take uh, it into a, a mode of worship, amen, and, and then we, we begin to sing unto the Lord. We'll sing a song or two before, amen, as, as folks come in. And uh, then we'll have the kids' activities, and then <clears throat> then we're going to do the puppets, and then we'll have a, a, a worship service, and then Brother Mays will be here. He's going to be preaching for us that day. And uh, I know we're going to hear from God, and I'm excited to see people get baptized in Jesus' name. Can I ask everybody this question tonight? Can you guys all pray with me? that Derek gets the Holy Ghost on Sunday. That boy wants the Holy Ghost so bad. And he's hungry. And I'd do this if he was here too. So I believe, I know, I know. And I'm glad he's got a job. Amen. But I want you to know, I, he's coming Sunday. He already told me he's coming Sunday, believing he's getting the Holy Ghost Sunday. I'm asking this entire church, Will you join with me and show up Sunday morning fully expecting him to come out of that water speaking in another tongue as the Spirit gives the utterance and watch the Holy Ghost fall in this place? He's going to do it, Sister Rini. I have no doubt. Every time I pray, Brother Tuffy, I see it happening. I've replayed him coming out of that water I don't know how many times. I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait. Amen. God's going to do some great things. Just come expecting it. Amen. Praise God. 
All right. Well, Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday afternoon, uh, 5 p.m., those of you that want to help us on Sunday with, with various things, um, come w- and be here f- Friday night, and we'll let you know where we need help um, as we're still planning those things out, everything that we're trying to get accomplished, um, and we just want to make sure everything goes well. Uh, we, need, we need help. I'm expecting guests. Okay. I'm expecting guests, so I'm going to need help with people greeting folks. I'm going to need help with people uh, making them feel comfortable, getting their information. If they don't want to give their information, that's fine. You don't force it on them, but you just ask them, hey, would you mind filling out this card? Amen. And, and just let them know it. Only pastor is going to have this information. And uh, I'll take that information. And, and uh, once, once I've made contact with them, if they're okay with it after I've talked to them, um, then we'll disperse it to other folks in the church. That way you can reach out to them. Amen. One of the biggest failures of most outreach endeavors is the fact that we uh, don't follow up. And we need to make sure we're following up. And so that's one of my biggest endeavors this time around. Even if they're folks that I've known for a long time, I'm going to be calling next week. I'm going to be calling every phone number that I have for every person that comes into this church. Just let them know, hey, I, I really do appreciate the fact that you stopped on Easter Sunday and came to our church to be with us and to let them know how much we appreciated that. So um, lots of things that we've been talking we've been talking about for a long time, but we, we really just need to put them into action. And if, if some of it fails, then we just we reevaluate and keep on moving. That's how, we, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Amen. So if you're willing to help out as, as a greeter, if you're willing to help out um, with whatever, Come be here Friday night at 5 p.m., and uh, I'll have a whole list of things that we'll need help with. Um, if, you're, if you're only coming and you want to be a greeter, it won't take very long. We'll talk about what we need to do. Uh, the reason I want you here Friday night, sorry, Saturday night at 5 is because I want to show you where the stuff is. If we run out out here, I want you to know where to get the rest of the stuff. Does it make sense? And so just working through all of the things, if we know what to do, then it's easy to do. If we don't know what to do, then it's frustrating. And then we don't want to do it again. And so I want to make sure that it's easy and something we can make happen over and over. Praise God. So Friday night, everybody say, sorry, Saturday night, 5 p.m. All right. Saturday at 5. I won't be here Friday at 5 because I'm taking my wife on a date Friday night. So so you can come be here Friday night at 5 if you want, but I won't be here. Amen. Praise God. Well, love each and every one of you. Brother Blue, Sister Rini, so good to see you guys tonight. We love you guys very much. And uh, uh, by the way, is it okay to talk about the same thing? All right. So these two, not not the same week, right? Your, your surgeries? Yours is what? Yours not even scheduled yet. Okay. But Brother Blue's going to go in for hip surgery in... The 25th of May, of April, okay, of April. So just keep him in your prayers. Sister Rini needs knee surgery, and she's going to be going in next month. Uh, that got postponed with the last situation. So uh, just keep them in your prayers, as, as uh, especially for their health. And uh, we love y'all. We want y'all around for a while. Amen. Praise God. Well, God bless y'all. We love you. 
together. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you Sunday. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.